Thank you for listening to another inspiring message from The Movement Church. To find out more about The Movement Church, you can check out our website at theocmovement.com or follow us on Facebook and Instagram at The OC Movement. Well, what's up, Movement Church? How you doing? Uh, Listen, there is never a dull moment this year, is there? I mean, here we are, and here you are in your living room or maybe with some friends, and I just want to say hello, and we see you, and I'm praying for you. You know, I I do want to stop and acknowledge the fact that pop-ups were incredible last week. And I want to give it up for just a minute for our South Campus and our Central Campus. You guys killed it. And team, I am so proud of you. I'm so proud of your commitment to build the house of God. And we just had such a great time. There was something so special about gathering and worshiping together. And listen to me, church, I want to encourage you right now. We will get back there. We will get back there, okay? Um, we're gonna we're gonna talk more about that tonight at our movement night, and I hope you'll come out and join us at our South Campus. But listen, we are leaning into leadership. We are praying for some direction. But tonight at our movement night, we're gonna unpack for you our plan moving forward as a church because I want you to understand that we believe church is essential. We believe that church is essential. Listen, church is not a country club for Christians. Church is a hospital for the hurting, for the lonely, for the broken, the isolated, the people that are struggling with fear and anxiety. It's a hospital not just for the sick, but for the healthy who need a well checkup. The church is a place where we are going to bring hope to a world that is desperately in need of hope. And I just need you to understand that we believe at the Movement Church that church is essential. So we're going to talk a little bit more about that tonight, and I sure do hope you will join us. But we believe so much that the church is essential. We believe in the mission and the vision of the church. And because of that, we are in the middle of a series called Heart for the House because we believe in God's plan for the church. And I just wanna prepare you because on December 5th, we are going to be taking a heart for the house offering. And I just wanna invite you to be a part of that journey. You know, last year, Pastor Carrie and I unpacked for our legacy team, three big initiatives that we feel God has given us as a church. And so we are gonna be taking a heart for the house offering towards those three big initiatives. One would be a permanent campus for the movement church. We're ready for our permanent home for campuses because we know we're called to launch campuses and for Hope Haven, which is our foster care initiative. And and so I just wanna invite you to be a part of that. Listen, the vision of the Movement Church hasn't changed. We feel called to reach 27,000 people and see them say yes to Jesus in the tenure of our church. We feel called to reach 14,000 and see them plug into the mission and engage in the local church, the Movement Church, and we know that God has called us to create a home for everyone. The vision hasn't changed. And the mission is still the same. Listen, you guys, 
At The Movement Church, we exist to inspire the one far from God to find life in Christ and life in the church. And COVID is not stopping the mission of The Movement Church. I just need you to know that. So listen, we believe that the next step for us might be a permanent facility of our own. And I just wanna invite you to pray with us about what God might have you give on December 5th to be a part of this journey. And I also just wanna encourage you to be praying right now for our church family. You know, we've got people that are struggling and hurting and kind of feeling overwhelmed in this season. And I just wanna encourage you, this is family and we pray for one another. I wanna encourage you to be praying for our church leadership. We need your prayers as we're making big decisions moving forward. So please be praying for us as your leaders and, and be praying as we all continue to navigate the storm that is at hand. You know, I was reading in my step reading and, and Mark, chapter four, and it talks about the disciples being on a boat with Jesus. And, and they were on this boat with Jesus and he was asleep. And it says that the storm came and the ship was being tossed to and fro and the disciples were freaking out and they were just completely overwhelmed and so full of fear and anxiety. And they went and they woke Jesus up and they said, why are you sleeping? Do you not even care that we're gonna drown? And I just feel that the state of the church right now is in this place going, God, do you not even see what's happening? happening all around us. And I just want to remind you what Jesus said to his disciples. He looked at them and he said, why are you afraid? He was in the boat and Jesus got up and he spoke to the wind and the waves and commanded them to be still and peace settled in. And I just want to pray right now as we dive into the message that peace would settle into your home. Peace will settle into your heart. Right now, where you are, whatever is burdening you, I believe that the word from God for you today is peace. Be still. Know that He's God. He's in the boat with you. So let me just take a moment right now and pray for us. Lord Jesus, I just, I thank you for what you're gonna do in this place today. God, I thank you that I get to preach about your house. God, I'm excited because I love what you wanna do through your house. and. So today I pray that you would just speak to all of us individually and corporately as we prepare for all that's ahead. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Everybody said? Amen. Thank you, studio audience. Listen, in this series, Heart for the House, we kicked it off last week. And if you missed the message, I'm just going to challenge you. You need to go back and listen because Pastor Kerry preached an incredible word about the heart. It's all about the heart. And today I get to talk to you all about the house, all about the house, your house and the house of God. And I'm so excited to talk to you about that. You know, when we moved to California, man, I can't remember how long ago it was. I think it was like almost 10 years ago, nine and a half years. Everyone was so concerned for us because they knew that California has earthquakes. And all, both of our parents, all of our siblings were like, do you know what you're getting into? There are earthquakes in California. And we were like, we don't know. We've never been in an earthquake, but I mean, we kind of want to. We want to try it out. I know that. I know we're crazy like that. And uh, when we moved here in 2011, we were in a, a building in downtown LA called the Dream Center. We were on the eighth story 
Missouri and we were in the middle of a meeting with a bunch of pastors and all of a sudden one of the pastors was teaching and, and you felt the building just begin to kind of rock back and forth. And we looked at each other and we were like, is this it? Like, is this what we've been waiting for? Guys, we're having an earthquake. I mean, we just had a moment right there and thank the Lord we were safe. It was not a major earthquake, but, but it was kind of this experience of, of the ground shaking and the building moving and it, it, it surprised us a little bit. And just last year, I was sitting on my bed talking to Pastor Kerry on the phone and, and he, I'm talking to him and I said, somebody is shaking my bed. And he said, what? And then I saw the walls moving and I thought, Nobody's shaking my bed. We're having an earthquake. And I jumped up and got my family and I went outside and I don't even know if that's what you're supposed to do anymore. But, but I, I had this like rush of adrenaline experiencing the earthquake and, and noticed that our chandelier in our dining room just kept swinging. It wouldn't stop. And ever since then, that's been the sign for us that we are having an earthquake. And, and the excitement of that for me, I know seems silly. Um, because ultimately when I paused and considered the gravity of what an earthquake is, I realized, man, this could have been a scary situation. And it made me so grateful for a home that was built on a strong foundation. You know, have any of you ever built a home from the ground up? I imagine not many of you in California, there's not a lot of space for that. But if you go to build a home from the ground up, you're gonna have to lay a firm foundation first. And so that foundation is laid so that you can build the structure of the home upon it. And so what I wanna talk to you about first today is that your foundation must be firm. Your foundation must be firm. If you're taking notes, write that down. Your foundation must be firm. Listen, in the book of Joshua, we, we see Joshua who's leading the Israelite nation and he's, he's talking to this nation who has struggled with their decision to follow God or to fo follow idols. We've talked about this some and, and Joshua's finally getting to this place and he's gonna talk to the Israelites and he's saying, you need to make a decision. It is time for you to decide what your foundation will be built upon. And so Joshua 24 verse 15 says this, he's talking to the people, listen, if it is evil in your eyes to serve the Lord, choose this day whom you will serve, whether the gods your father served in the region beyond the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But listen to his statement. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Listen, Joshua was making a clear decision in this moment. He was setting the course and the foundation for what his life and his family's life would be built upon. So I wanna encourage you, whether you are a single individual right now, or whether you are married or have children, I wanna encourage you to do some evaluation about the foundation of your life right now. What is the foundation of your life right now? Because the foundation of your house matters. Matthew chapter seven, verse 24 says this. Everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house upon the rock. You've heard this, right? 
who built his house upon the rock and the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house, but it did not fall because it had been founded on the rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like the foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat against that house and it fell and great was the fall of it. Listen, storms are going to come. Storms are going to come. You know, I'll never forget the day on January 24th, 2004, when I stood in Medical City, Dallas, Texas, with my husband, my mom, my uncle, and my brothers, and waited for a doctor to come out and talk to us about what was going on with my dad. I was nine months pregnant and, and standing there and waiting anxiously because my dad had been sick for a while. And some of you know this story, but a doctor came out and he had the worst bedside manner of any doctor I've ever met in my life. And he proceeded to tell us that my dad was being diagnosed with mesothelioid angiosarcoma. I can hardly even say it a really rare form of cancer that only 30 people in the entire world had ever had. And we were immediately shaken right there in that moment. It almost felt like that building was swaying like we felt in 2011 when that earthquake hit. And in that moment, it felt like everything I knew was being shaken. And the doctor was cold and and unkind and my husband asked him some questions and talked about treatment and he really just said the best we can do is try to make him comfortable there is no hope and I'll never forget that moment with my family feeling like the wind had been taken out of our sails this overwhelming feeling that everything that we knew about our life up until that moment was being challenged and shaken. And I went home crying that night, nine months pregnant, not sure would my dad get to meet my baby girl. I didn't know what the future held. And I remember crying myself to sleep and, and sitting with Pastor Carrie and, and that, that diagnosis led into a three-year battle with cancer for my dad. And I remember the, the tremors. It seemed like the world was always just shaking because one phone call could come and, and we didn't know what to expect or what might happen. And I remember living in a state of fear and anxiety and, and loss, even though my dad was still there with me in that moment. And we were praying for a miracle and trusting God with the future, but it felt like everything was being shaken. Every hope that we had was being shaken. And then February 23rd, 2007, we had to make a decision to take my dad off of life support. And I remember sitting in a hospital chapel with my hand up to my face, just thinking, how am I even functioning right now? And in that moment for me, it was like the chandelier was shaking, a clear sign that the storm had come and it was rocking everything about my world as I knew it. Everything that I knew, every hope that I had had was shaken in that moment. And I was sitting there struggling, thinking, how can I even go forward from this? And I just wonder how many of you can relate. How many of you can relate to that feeling? 
If you were honest right now about your life, how many of you just feel like the chandelier shaking? Like the earth is moving beneath you and you just can't seem to get your footing. It feels like the walls are shaking. Everything about what you know is being threatened. How many of you can relate? I think that so many aspects of 2020 have felt like a shaking for me, an undoing. So I wanna ask you, how's the foundation of your life? You see, in that season, my foundation is what kept me standing. Romans 8, verse 24 says this, for in this hope we were saved. Now hope that is seen is not hope. For who hopes for what he sees? But it continues on and explains it like this, and I'm gonna make it personal, you guys. It says, likewise, the spirit helps me in my weakness. For I don't know what to pray sometimes. I don't know what to pray. I don't know exactly what to ask God for, but the spirit himself intercedes for me with groanings too deep for words. And I know that for those who love God, all things work together for the good of those who are called according to his purpose. That is the foundation of the word of God. And I believe that when one of the greatest shakings of my life took place, when I didn't know what the future held, the reason I could stay standing was because the foundation was strong. My hope was not in the outcome, my hope was in my God. And I just wanna encourage some of you to day to evaluate the foundation of your life because I know without a doubt that when I don't know what to pray, the Holy Spirit intercedes for me. And I know without a doubt that God is working all things together for my good and he's working it together for your good as well. Listen, the word of God is foundational for every area, area of your life. So what does that mean? It's foundational for your marriage, it's foundational for your dating relationships. The word of God has everything you need to know about your dating relationships. It's foundational for sexuality, for understanding God's plan for sexuality. It is foundational for understanding how to steward your money. It's foundational for knowing how to parent your kids. And listen to me, parents, it's important to know that whatever you are teaching your kids right now, how to respond to difficult circumstances, what to do when they feel angry. Whatever you are teaching right now is pouring a foundation for their life. So what kind of a foundation are you pouring for your children right now? Is it founded in the word of God? Because that is the one thing that cannot disappoint us. It's foundational for friendship, for dealing with conflict and anger and anxiety and fear. Listen, the word of God should determine how we live. It should determine how we raise a family. It should determine how we respond to crisis. It's foundational. So practically speaking, what does that look like for you and me? Listen, we've tried to help you with this journey at the Movement Church. You've got to read your Bible. Listening to a message from a preacher is awesome because hopefully what we do is help you make the Bible applicable to your life. But you've got to learn how to read it and to study it and to understand what it means for you because it is the firm foundation that you can count on. And so I just wanna challenge you, read your Bible. We've got a step reading plan available for you on our app or on our website and we've broken it down to make it easy for you. I wanna encourage you with this thought, be teachable. If you don't understand what the Bible is saying, hey, ask somebody in your world. 
Open up your heart and be willing to learn. And finally, determine this. Determine a family mission based on the word of God. Listen, I just think there's something so foundational about basing our life on the word of God. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Listen, our Robinson family, we have a mission to serve God, honor all, finish strong, and always build his church. What's your mission? I would challenge you to evaluate the foundation of your life. Whether you're single, married, or with children, take a moment and say, God, what is the mission you have for my life? And let it be the foundation on which everything else is built. You know, after you build the foundation, after you lay a firm foundation to build a house, do you know what goes up next? The structure. The walls go up next. And, and the thing about the structure that I, I think you should know is that values shape your structure. Yeah. Values shape your structure. Listen, if I was to get to build my dream home right now, I would make sure that there were wide open spaces, that the living room and the kitchen and the outdoor area, I would make sure that there were wide open spaces because I love to entertain. It's a value for our family. And so it would shape the structure of our home and values shape the structure of your home as well. So this is something to ask yourself. What are the values? What is the culture of my home? What does that look like? Listen, at my family, we love to eat at the dinner table. And when we're together, there are no phones allowed because we're gonna talk and interact with humans. You know, one of the, the fun things that I know about the Gordy family is that part of the culture of their home is they play games. church, we're always going to have a firm foundation built on the word of God. Everything that we teach, everything that we do, every decision that we make will not be based on feelings, but it will always be based on the word of God. You need to know that. That firm foundation is strong. At the movement church too, we've got the walls that are going up that create the, the values in our house. And, and you get to experience that when you come to the movement church. You know, one of the things that you get to experience is the, the friendly nature of our church. I was talking just the other day to Art and Julissa, and they're leading the guest experience for our South Campus. And Julissa said to me, I knew that I had to be a part of the guest experience team because when Art and I were far from God and we were really struggling 
and I was diagnosed with breast cancer and, and I was miserable and, and didn't want to go anywhere, Art showed up to church and he was greeted by some greeters who remembered his name, who prayed with him and believed for a miracle for me. And I love the fact that Julissa said, I know I need to be a part of that greeting team because somebody might walk through the doors that needs to have their name remembered and needs somebody to pray with them and believe for them. And that's part of the culture you find at the Movement Church. It's our proverbial walls and structure. There's other things that make us who we are and, and you're experiencing it right now. Some of our, our attitudes towards crisis and pressure are the fact that we're going to respond with courage and faith. This is who we are. We're going to live generously. Why? Because we're going to invest our lives to build the house of God. And that's part of what the Heart for the House offering is about. This is culture and values that shape the house of the movement church. And I want to challenge you as you're thinking about this, what are the values and cultures that shape your home? What are the things that are important to you? We've got to know these things because it's what makes us who we are. So after the foundation and the structure, the next thing that we have are the doors and the windows. And I just want you to pause and think about the doors and windows. So crucial that we learn to guard the doors and the windows of our life. You know, at my house, we don't have air conditioning. <laughs> It gets really hot in September. But because we don't have air conditioning, we always have the windows open. I mean, 24-7, the windows are open, hot or cold, it doesn't matter. Our hope is to catch just a tiny bit of a breeze. But because the windows are open, there's a lot of other things that come in as well. Lots of noise comes in. And when the gardeners come by and they're, they're trimming the bushes, it is so loud. And we have to go and slam the window shut because it's just obnoxious sound in our home. And I wanna encourage you that you have a responsibility to guard the doors and windows of your life. What is the sound coming into your life and your home right now? What's the sound? Is it constant negativity and complaining? Is it anger? Is it fear? Are you allowing the news channels to create the sound of your home right now? Because we have a responsibility to guard the doors and windows of our life. Is it the scroll, the endless scroll of the feed of social media that you're watching and looking at and listening to and, and your beliefs are being defined no longer by the word of God, but by, why, by everything that everyone else is saying around you. It's like social media has become the Bible today and, and that is not a firm foundation, that's a house on the sand and when the storm comes, that won't last. We've got to guard the doors and the windows of our life. Listen. The doors, they allow people to come in. Doors invite people in and, and I just wanna encourage you with a statement I heard once before, that you will become like the five people you spend the most time with. You'll become like the five people you spend the most time with, which supports the statement, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. We need to guard the doors of our life. Maybe some of you are in relationships right now that are toxic, that are creating so much anxiety, fear, offense, anger. And I just 
I just want to challenge you. I just felt like the Lord said to me earlier, you need to challenge some people to set some boundaries on some relationships. Maybe you've given someone the key to your proverbial front door. And it's time to say, we're going to draw some lines here. Guard the doors and the windows of your life. 1 Corinthians 15.33 says, do not be deceived. Bad company ruins good morals. So who have you given access to your life that needs some boundaries? You know, when we talk about doors and windows at the Movement Church, when we talk about the house of God, something I want you to know and always remember is that at the Movement Church, we want our front doors to be swung wide open, like the biggest front doors you could ever possibly have, because we want everyone to know that there is always a place and anyone is welcome, no matter your past, no matter your story, anyone is welcome at the Movement Church. In fact, you might be tuned in watching right now, and you need to know you have permission to belong before you believe, because our front door is swung wide open and we're working hard to make sure that our back door is closed tight because we want you to have a place at the movement church where you find home and you develop relationships that are like family and you can't sneak out the back door because we care about what God is doing in your life. So you got to guard the doors and the windows of your life. And finally, I just wanna close with a thought. We're talking about foundation, talking about the structure, talking about the doors and the windows that make a house. But what makes a house a home? What makes a house a home? The people, the people make a house a home. It's not the design and the decor, although those things are beautiful, but the people make a house a home. You know, this week we're celebrating Thanksgiving. And I know for some of you, the celebrations look a little bit different than they have before. But hopefully you're gathering with some family or maybe some friends who are like family and you're gonna take a minute to reflect on what you're grateful for. And I encourage you to do that this week because listen to me, the attitude of gratitude will shift the atmosphere of your home. But as you gather for a Thanksgiving meal, if you're anything like me and my family, we have so many people playing so many parts. We've got people who are gonna bring the food and do the cooking and some that are gonna help clean up and others that are gonna take the trash out and maybe some of the older kids are gonna play with the younger kids and keep them entertained for a little bit. I mean, there's a part for everyone to play when we come together for Thanksgiving. Growing up with Pastor Kerry, his, his family would celebrate and you would never know who was gonna be there for a holiday because they always had this policy that anyone was welcome. And anyone who didn't have a place to go, they could come and be at the Robinson home for Thanksgiving. And I just like to think that's kind of the nature of who we are as a church as well. Anybody is welcome. What makes a house a home is the people, the family, everyone finding and identifying what is my part that I can play. Because it, it's the family and the people that makes a house a home. And home is where your heart is. Home is where your heart is. Pastor Kerry talked to us about the condition of the heart last week and reminded us how important it is to guard your heart above anything else. 
And he talked about the fact that church attendance and being on the dream team, these things are great, but it's, it's not what God's concerned with. He's concerned with your heart. And I just wanna remind you of that. And I also wanna come back this week and challenge you and let you know that if you're aligning your heart with the heart of God, you will have a heart for His house. If you're aligning your heart with the heart of God, you will have a heart for His house. Listen, one can't say I'm a follower of Jesus and not help the lost find Jesus and the found fall in love with Jesus and love and build his church. Let me say that again. We cannot say I'm a follower of Jesus and not help the lost find Jesus and help the found fall in love with Jesus and love and build his church. Why? Because this is the overflow of a surrendered heart. It's a heart for the house, a heart for the house. And why? Because God's heart is for his house. Second Chronicles 7 says, now my, heart, my eyes will be open and my ears attentive to the prayer that is made in this place. For I have chosen and consecrated this house that my name may be there forever and my eyes and my heart will be there for all time. Listen, the church is God's idea. It's his plan A and not his plan B. There is nothing we can do and more collaboration with Jesus than loving and building his church, his house. A heart surrendered to Jesus is a heart for the house. It's a heart for the house. So as we're talking today about the house, I want you to take the personal inventory that says, what's the status of my house right now? Is the foundation that I'm building my life on, is it firm? Is it founded in the Word of God? What are the values and the structures that are, that are taking shape in my home right now? I want us to evaluate those things and, and pause and think about guarding the doors and the windows of our own house. But I also wanna remind us that when we talk about the house, it's not just my house. We also talk about the house of God. And to have a heart surrendered to God is to have a heart for the house. And it will overflow with love for the church. So I just wanna encourage you wherever you're at today, as we prepare for our Heart for the House offering on December 5th, to begin to prepare your heart. Because a heart surrendered to God, the scripture tells us where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And I just wanna challenge us to surrender our heart to a place where we say, God, what would you have me do? There's no greater thing a believer could ever ask than God, what would you have me do? And we're preparing for this offering on December 5th, a heart for the house offering, because we value the plan that God has for the church. And I wanna encourage you movement church, let's not allow this temporary displacement to break down the proverbial structure and walls of the house. Even though we're in the middle of some unknowns, let's fix our attention on who God is, his plan for our life and his plan for his house because he's got some good things planned, amen? Amen. And let me talk to those of you who are tuned in right now that maybe, you, maybe you're just here and, and you've never made a decision to surrender your heart to God. I just wanna encourage you 
There's nothing he wants more. And there's no greater decision you could ever make. And I'm gonna pray one more prayer and just invite you to join me in your own home or in your own car, wherever you're tuning in right now. If you've never made a decision to surrender your heart to Jesus, I believe now is your moment. And I just wanna invite you to pray with me a simple prayer. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes? Just say this, dear God, I know that you're real. Thank you for choosing me. Thank you for loving me. Today I'm making a decision to follow you. And let these words be the cry of your heart. Simply say, Jesus, I give you my life. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer with us today, we are so excited to be a part of this journey with you. Please email us at info at theocmovement.com. And if you were not in the area, we would love to help you find another life-giving church near you. Please send us an email at info at theocmovement.com. Thank you again for listening to another inspiring message from the Movement Church.